0: Welcome to the Nested Parent Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelsey Alford, your host, and I'm excited to have you here on your parenting journey. Hey guys, and welcome to February. I can't believe that we are already here. Craziness. So today we are going to be talking a little bit about switching back over to sleep. So again, we're going to be rotating every other month to sleep and positive discipline topics. So this month's topic is going to be about sleep. And we are going to focus on early morning awakenings. So this is something that I decided to talk about because it's something that kids that have been sleeping well for years can still have this come up as an issue. For some kids, it's happened for a long time, but for most, it happens with a nap transition or an illness, change in time or change in seasons. But sometimes they stick around a little more than we would like them to. And that's when you always want to go back to the master checklist. So in the show notes today, I'm going to put in the checklist that I use. It's now kind of second nature, but that I use as my guide for early morning awakenings. So early morning awakenings, again, they can happen at any point in a child's life. So sometimes early morning awakenings could happen in baby years, other times it could be toddler, preschool years, or even school age and up. So when we think about early morning awakenings, again, this could be for all kids, but an early morning awakening is anything that is before 6 a.m. And so when a kiddo is consistently waking up at four o'clock, five o'clock, sometimes even 530, they are likely just losing their drive to sleep. So a lot of us have a strong drive to sleep as we are falling asleep thanks to the hormone melatonin. But as we get closer to the morning, our cortisol levels are rising. And so it's harder to fall back asleep. And so that's why that early morning awakening occurs. But it can happen for a variety of reasons of why a child will then stay awake. So kind of looking at the checklist. So we always want to start with looking at the sleep environment. And I emphasize this because a lot of people can just get used to something that's working well, so they think that the sleep environment is not really a factor. But it's always important to go back and look at the room setup and what may have changed. So you want to look at decreasing ambient light within the room. So making sure you have good blackout shades in place, making sure that light is not waking up your child because light is definitely one of the biggest predictors for circadian rhythm and body clock to say, wake up. It's time to start your day. So you wanna look at blackout shades. You wanna make sure it's very dark in the room and that that's not waking your child. You also wanna look at other sounds that are happening within the house. And it would be fine, especially if you have the type of sound machine that you can go ahead and change that sound. You can increase if you know that maybe another child is getting up early or an adult's getting up early before the kiddos and you don't wanna wake them up it would be okay to increase that sound machine for a little bit during that time. Okay. Looking at number two on our checklist, we want to make sure that there's an elimination of sleep props. So sometimes this could mean that, say your child fell asleep with a pacifier when they were younger and it was working well and not causing any sleep problems, but now they start having these early morning awakenings. So you want to make sure that there's always the same environment as a kiddo is falling asleep as what's happening overnight and early morning. So what can happen is, say the child falls asleep fine with the pacifier, but then they keep waking up at this 4 or 5 a.m., What happens is that they have to wake up so much to look for the pacifier. So even if they can replace it, they have to wake up and become more alert than we would like them to be in order to replace that pacifier. So you wanna make sure you're eliminating a lot of those sleep props so baby can fall asleep on their own. Number three is to make sure that the nap schedule is appropriate for age. And when you think about early morning awakenings that are coming up for a child that was sleeping well and now they start having these early wake-ups, they're trying to talk to you. They're trying to communicate to you. And oftentimes this can mean that they are ready to change their nap schedule. So sometimes that could mean for a child that was sleeping and napping two times a day, and they start to have these consistent early morning awakenings, that may mean that they need that stronger morning drive to sleep and to drop that one of those naps to go down to a one nap a day schedule. So look and make sure that their nap schedule is appropriate for age. And I will also put the link to my blog that I have on that in the show notes. So you guys can take a look and make sure your kiddo is on the right nap schedule that they need for their age. The fourth thing is to say goodbye to most overnight feeds if your baby is greater than about six months. Now, many children, there can be some breastfed babies that do need to have a feed that is past six months, and that's okay, as long as they are not having these early morning awakenings. But if you're finding that that's a big factor, then you want to look at are they waking due to hunger, you also want to make sure that they're not getting fed immediately upon waking up. So say their child is waking up at five, and they're immediately nursing at 515, or immediately having their breakfast at 515 or 530. Don't want to get into that cycle because our stomach has a body clock. And so it knows, okay, if we're getting up at 530, then we are getting ready to digest and your stomach starts working and that can actually wake you up. So looking at mealtimes, regardless of your baby's age or child's age can be helpful. Now, the last thing on the list of the major causes for early morning awakenings is for older kiddos, toddlers, and preschoolers, we want to set some morning expectations and praise them when they do stay in bed until a set time. So this can be a very helpful age to add what's called a toddler clock or an okay to wake clock. And one of my favorites is the hatch for sleep and that is something that you can use a red light system for bedtime and overnight and then you can use it green when it's time to get up and go. But some families say, oh, this I tried this and it didn't work for my child. The biggest thing to look at is making sure that they're at least greater than 18 months because that's when they're going to start to recognize colors. And the most important thing is to be firm about. We're not going to get out of our crib or get out of our bed until it is that set time. So if the child sees that one time out of 10, they're able to come out of their room when it is red and not when it's green, they're going see there's a chance. And so that's when that behavior change comes into play. And we want to make sure we're being kind to them, but we're also being firm and saying, nope, it's not time to get out of our room yet. And that may require walking your child back to their room a fair number of times. But you want to make sure that you are being consistent with how you're responding to their early morning awakenings. So I hope that that is a good kind of just overview looking at early morning awakenings, how you can go about it, how you can start thinking about it and reach out if you need any one-on-one support. Hope you guys have a great rest of your month.